So a new year begins and so does the road to Qatar and the next World Cup. And to help us along that road, we now welcome into the show Sam Borden. You have undoubtedly seen him as part of our U.S. men's national team coverage when it comes to the World Cup qualifiers roaming the sidelines. Sam, great to have you with us for the first time here on Football Americas. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Uh, 305 days until the World Cup opener. I know you guys are counting down just like I am. Very excited to uh, be with you and to talk about stuff. Absolutely. All right, so you're here to introduce. He's flexing the Emmys there. What's going on? He is flexing. Can we get Sam's background? Flexing his Emmys. How many Emmys Emmys is my man having his his background? Come on, man. He's going to put them out. We got to show him. We got a show. There it is. There it is. One for each shoulder. Uh, The devil and the angel on his shoulder. All right, so um, Sam, you're here to introduce a special project. You and producer Jim Watalka, you have been working not for not for weeks, but for really uh, months on this, interviews upon interviews. So uh, tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll see the first bit of the series, which is a one-on-one with you and Christian Pulisic. Wow, what a way to start. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you guys, I'm sure I've talked about it. You know, this is a this is a time of change for the U.S. national team. Obviously, you know, some teams you look back at uh, England's team in the 2018 World Cup semifinal. Seven of the starters in that game started their last World Cup qualifier. That isn't the case for the U.S. This is a whole new changeover for the team. And, you know, Christian Pulisic is one of the only significant players that was even in World Cup qualifying in 2018. So it's, it's a whole new group. And our goal, Jim and I, as we've been doing these interviews, is to introduce this new generation of American national team players to the fans. Obviously, it was a huge disappointment what happened uh, in 2018, but I think the team is on an upward trajectory. There's a lot of young, exciting, interesting talent, guys that you guys are talking about on this show all the time. And our goal with this Road to Qatar series is really just to take everybody behind the scenes a little bit with these players and give the fans a chance to get to know the people that they're going to be rooting for come November. All right, then. So without further ado, let's hear the uh, first part of our Football America's Road to Qatar series, an interview with Christian Pulisic. This is from back in November before the USA-Mexico match. Here it is. I'm really happy with the direction that the team has gone and uh, and my development as, as a player. I know I still have a long way to go, but I'm happy with, with where I'm at and I want to continue to yeah, to just improve always. Do you feel comfortable? I mean, it's, it's even more pronounced, I would think, playing in England than when you were playing in Germany, but being seen as the face of American soccer and, and being attached to what the national team does? I really, I know I always say it, but I, I really just don't, I don't. I don't think about it in that way. That maybe some some other people might think in in the media or whatever, or however people want to, you know, perceive me and, and the way I uh, I am for this team. Um, 
obviously I've been around for a while, so I think naturally people want to look for that like leader, that guy or whatever. Um, but I just try to, I just want to help this team win. I just want to uh, um, lead in my own way, and I hope that, that other guys can see that and, and try to follow. How would you describe your approach to leadership? I wouldn't say I'm the most vocal guy uh, in the world. Um, I've, I've always just learned to lead by example, um, trying to be a professional as much as I can, and, and just uh, hopefully when other guys see me, they, they, they want to do, do the same. I think people see that, and uh, my teammates hopefully see that. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely my style. I'm not the most outgoing type or someone who's going to you know, shout or give a bunch of advice. You know, you've had to deal with a couple of different injuries over the last couple of years. What is that like from a mental perspective for a player who wants to be out there? Yeah, I think sometimes when you come back, you can, you know, you have to understand what you can and can't deal with and kind of get a feel for your body and what you can push through and what maybe you need to to hold back a bit. So there's a big learning process and uh, yeah, injuries are tough, but it's part of the game, fortunately, and uh, it's just something you learn as you as you go. In your mind, is it bad luck? Is there any pattern between these injuries that you've been able to identify? Uh, I would say um, I don't think there's I don't think there's a massive pattern. I really um, I see myself as as quite a tough kid. I'm not like someone who I hate to go out for for little things. So um, if you look at my injuries the past couple of years, it was a uh, you know three very serious ones so I, th- I would say that is a bit unlucky um, I haven't missed you know games at a time where I'm just like little things I you know I try to keep you know keep take care of myself as best I can and uh, that's all I can do I think there is a bit of luck and, and just continuing to take care of yourself the Nations League uh, final obviously was a pretty memorable performance when you think back on that game what comes to mind there was a bit of everything in that game for sure um, it was uh, up and down you know comebacks there were late goals there was you know penalties there was fouls stoppage and play everything so that's just something that's yeah come to be expected I guess um, now when we play against Mexico can you walk me through what you remember about the play that led to your penalty I just remember kind of being taken down in the box and um, I mean felt like I got fouled but there wasn't there was no call and then the whole VAR situation obviously um, took a long time and there was a huge build-up um, until the until the, ben- the penalty kick. How did you approach taking that kick? I mean did you know in your mind okay I'm gonna go do this and I know which way I'm gonna shoot? I mean I knew I was gonna take the penalty kick uh, once it once it happened and uh, um, I guess uh, I kind of knew the type of penalty that I wanted to take but I wasn't too sure which side so um, I, I actually just like asked Tyler which which side I should which side I should go and he told me a side and um, I knew I could I knew I could finish it and, and just uh, take that out of the equation just go and just whatever he says just go and execute and that's that's what I did why'd you pick him I wasn't like just tight he was just there I don't know trust him I guess it's not like I do that for every penalty kick I don't know they just in that moment there was so much going on um, and there was a lot going through everyone's head and it was quite a crazy match so it just took that out of it for me obviously there's a lot of excitement about the young players on this team and the you know the sort of the changing face of the team 
but it does seem like also there's a lot of um, fluidity. You know, the the roster is different from window to window. There's guys in different positions. Is that challenging as a player to come in where it could be a different group from one time to the next? It could be a different position from one game to the next? I, mean, I think that's what a national team is. Uh, it's, it's pretty standard, obviously. Um, like I said before, you gotta you have to perform and you have to work hard to earn a spot with the national team always. And um, a lot of the times that means what you're doing at your club because that's all the coaches can really can really judge you on while while you're away I would say you have to you have to do a good job of your club and then and then coming in I think there'll always be new players and it's just about quickly adapting obviously you don't have a ton of time to train together so just about uh, trying to get ready and as quick as as quickly as you can for for the games knowing the strengths that this group has where do you feel most comfortable when you're in with this group I would say I mean, any, any in the, anywhere in the attacking uh, in the attacking spaces on this team, I definitely prefer to come from the left side, coming in central and um, in that pocket of space a lot. It's definitely where I like to be the most. Do you feel as though this group is developing in an identity? That there is sort of a a theme to the way that the group plays and the tactics that you guys choose. I, I don't think. Um, we're necessarily defined by our, our tactics. I think um, I think I hope people see see the work that we put in and um, and just what a good group we are and, and how you know together we are at times. I think that's I think that's most important and what we pride ourselves on most. For the people that look to you and the fans that look to you and this young group and say this is you know the beginning of a search for U.S. soccer. You know a, a young team going towards 22, hosting the World Cup in 26. Are you able to step back and look at sort of the macro picture as an American who's been in the soccer community, or do you have to keep your focus as narrow as it is? I mean, it's definitely a short-term goal. We want to qualify for this World Cup. That's number one on our minds. Um, we want to continue to to just show the world what, what we're all about and what the American soccer is and, and what we can accomplish. Um, but it's definitely more so um, narrow-minded and just keeping keeping our eyes on, on the goal that's at hand right now. In your opinion, you're just saying what American soccer is. What is American soccer? I mean, I think uh, in previous years it's it's been a team that that no one loves to play against. I think it's that American spirit that we can we can always win. We can beat anyone, and uh, hoping that our you know that our style and, and and it just continues to continues to shine. And hopefully, people are just seeing just the country in general grow as a soccer country and and the way the national team plays and to to you know to compete with the best out there that's that's where we want to be Sam, uh, great stuff there, great access. We got a lot of insight, I think, kind of in, into on-field topics there. I wonder if you can give us a little insight into kind of Christian Pulisic's personality, because I think we don't know as much about that, and maybe how he's handling being the face of U.S. soccer, because he very much is on the men's side. Yeah, I, no, no question, Sebi. I think that that is the most fascinating part of Christian Pulisic. You know, he's kind of already lived a couple of different iterations, right? I mean, he was the boy wonder for a long time. And I remember interviewing him several years ago and him talking about how he was uncomfortable with that label. He didn't like being thought of as a kid. And obviously, he's not a kid anymore among this group of uh, American players. He's one of the older ones all of a sudden. And I think he seems a little bit more comfortable 
comfortable to me in that role. There's no doubt that, as he said, his leadership style isn't rah-rah. He isn't going to be a Tyler Adams or a Weston McKennie in terms of how he tries to lead this group. But look, he's playing at Chelsea. There is no doubt that he still is organizable, most well-known American player around the world. And I think that, you know, that carries a lot of weight. And honestly, I think in the locker room, uh, when he's in camp with these guys, when he's there, you know, obviously the injuries have been a problem. When he's there, his presence means a lot. He is still the guy that I think his teammates and certainly the fans look to as the guy who's going to change the game. And we saw that happen against Mexico. I see so much of uh, Landon Donovan in him when he speaks. It, it's uncanny to me. I, I grew up with Landon. We're the same age group and everything. So it's, it's really uncanny. Uh, well, who's on, who's on next? Who we got next? Yeah, we've got Matt Turner. You know, uh, it's, it's interesting for me doing these interviews, obviously sitting down with guys like Christian or guys like Gio Reyna that are, are sort of more internationally known names is fascinating in its own way. But interviews with somebody like Matt Turner or later, I'm sure we'll uh, have an interview with like Mark McKenzie. We had a great sit down with him. It's an opportunity to tell the backstories of these guys to the fans. You know, Matt Turner, some people might know him for that crazy YouTube goal, uh, own goal that he gave up in college. Yeah. His backstory is incredible. This is a guy who barely played soccer before he was like 14 years old, and now he's playing World Cup qualifiers. He's getting, you know, rumored transfers to England. Like, it's a remarkable story, and I think the opportunity to sit down and talk with him and for viewers of Football Americas to know that they can come to the show and learn more about these guys and really get sort of behind the scenes on how they got to where they are, to me, that's it's a really fascinating component of sort of this run-up, this long run-up we have to the World Cup. There you go, Sam Borden, man. Thanks as always for the time. Thanks so much to you and Jim Watalka for all the hard work that you guys have been putting in. And we'll have you back here on Football Americas before long for more of these interviews. Great stuff again. Samuel. Thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate it.